0: The rich We're bitch Medicare for all bros can suck my balls. Fuck your reply guys, please don't fuck your reply guys. Just listen to reply guys.
1: Welcome back to Reply Guys, the Socialist Feminist comedy podcast for the rest of us
0: it's one of the main socialist feminist comedy (laughs) podcasts
1: uh yeah you know we're in we're in a rarefied space yes (laughs) um i'm julia clare i'm kate willett and we're back uh
0: what a week for reply guys
1: (laughs) another incredible week of being a woman on the internet
0: as is every week but
1: this week was a rough one was particularly bad um so much happen both in the the national arena and also in comedy um we want to talk a little bit about canceling the internet canceling the internet which we should have done by now have we learned nothing um yeah uh, um one of our own was uh by our own she means comedian a female comic yes that's my only those those people are my only family (laughs) Um, yeah, one of our own was uh was targeted this week. Doxed. Doxed got uh, you know, the female comic special of uh rape threats and death threats. Um so And doxing would, in this case. And too. doxing, yeah. yeah. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Um weird twenty-four hours. It happened in the last day i think it
0: happened on friday the video was released okay so here's what happened so there was a video released of this comedian making a joke um very good joke a comedy central show uh the joke was about the rapper xxx tentacion who was tragically murdered uh last year and here was her joke She said, uh, he's a rapper who was murdered. He's dead now. He was shot. He was on his way to buy a car with $50,000 in cash. And somebody shot him and took the money, which is very tragic. But I think it would also be a very good Venmo commercial. You know?
1: (laughs) It's a good joke. I, when I, honestly, when I, because I saw the video when it was posted and it was, I laughed. I didn't, like, I truly didn't think twice about it. I wasn't like, oh, this is going to upset i don't know it's like how i when i saw it it was like this is no different from 99.9 percent of like anthony jeselnik jokes
0: yes anthony jeselnik also made a joke about this situation which we'll get to later but one thing uh that it's useful to know about xxx tentacion is that he was a woman batterer to a huge degree
1: like you know not just your run-of-the-mill um your run-of-the-mill female abuser uh yeah no he according to a police report he um physically assaulted his pregnant girlfriend to the point where she could not see um and yeah not a good good guy yeah and then (laughs) she
0: tried to do some crowdfunding to get medical help for her vision you know, because
1: this is the country that we live in. Yeah,
0: and then the fans uh, came after her too, and reported her crowdfunding campaign, <laughs> and it was taken down. Um, I guess it was like widely known uh, by people in his circle that he was beating her, um, would regularly hit her. Um, he was in court for this on yeah. multiple occasions uh and would have his fans come to court so anyway this is not a guy that was completely innocent in any way yeah like i see the sensitivity i really do about joking around about a black man getting murdered like this is a society where that happens all the time Mm -hmm. including a lot of time by police so like it's it's fucked up and like i understand why in many cases most people, like, that it, you know, it might not be a great topic to joke about in a lot of situations. But this guy was, he was a bad dude.
1: This guy was extremely bad. Um, You know, as far as I'm concerned, if you repeatedly beat the shit out of a woman, you're fair game. <laughs> yeah. So, it, what happened
0: to our comedian friends... Uh, well, do you want to go into that, Julia? Yeah,
1: um, so essentially there was another comedian, uh, who replied to the video that the network had posted of this joke, and Kate... He, I think he was a little
0: a- more famous than her, like, he's is not he, a famous comedian, he? I, but he was, like, slightly more famous. I, he has a show on Comedy
1: Central. All right, well, I truly have never heard of him before, and he seems like kind of a hack, but, um you have okay do you have his uh what he what he wrote
0: he wrote um this is more disrespectful than funny this murdered young black man was also a father and a son he deserves more respect rappers dying are funny now okay which i I can sort of see his point in a certain way like i can see why that is like a case that can be
1: made, but here's why I don't see his point because he's intentionally only highlighting the fact that he is a father and a son,
0: and not a woman beater. Yeah, yes, and
1: not someone who is highly violent and like sent a woman to the hospital on multiple occasions. Like, yes, obviously, any time someone dies, a violent death is tragic, but the woman that XXX Tentacion beat on multiple occasions. It's pretty clear that she was fairly close to death on multiple occasions. Absolutely. Like how...
0: So nothing about this story is really remarkable so far. I think it's like a comedian posts a joke. Someone else is mad about that joke for reasons that are sort of valid and maybe could use a little more thinking. This this happens all the time. It
1: happens all the time. However, I'm 100% sure that this would not have been blown up to such a degree were the comic in question making the joke a man. Always, yeah. Like, again, this is... This is this the kind of the format of joke that Anthony Jeselnik built his entire career on, and people love him for it. Absolutely, um, so, too soon death jokes. <laughs> yeah, to, I think it should be noted that our our friend who who wrote this joke has like quite a, a bit of skill in being able to wring some like a sliver of humor out of the death of this guy who was. A very bad man. (laughs) Like, being able to find a shred of funny in that, I think, is something that a lot of comedians try to do and fail. And she succeeded in doing it. And now she... Yeah, she had to lock her Twitter because she was getting so many threats. Yeah,
0: she... So, here's the point where it becomes just completely insane yeah so people see this reply by the comedian to uh, the post um it gets picked up by a lot of different twitter accounts with massive followers and then xxx tentacion followers come after our friend in mass like yeah. tons of death threats tons of rape threats um her address was leaked yep. um mm-hmm. She got uh, 30,000 new Instagram followers that are mostly Tentacion fans. Um, she posted an apology um, and, you know, it was just continually responded to with more threats. People were calling her a white cunt, which she's actually an, an Arab <laughs> American woman. Um, she's Muslim. Yeah. And uh yeah it just got super out of hands and became a real risk for her safety and it's like i mean this is a ridiculous response to a joke in any case but this was a joke about venmo like that was the punchline of the joke was out
1: of my life and i think the, the point that kate and i both think is salient here is that this is not the first time we've seen this happen to a female comic
0: nope nope um this is the worst time i've yes. seen it happen to a female comic this is like uh, the, i mean i feel like maybe the fan base of this guy's particular work is not a community that has like a <laughs> huge problem with violence against women because they're like standing this guy that was a woman beater so yeah. that's already probably uh not great but um a couple weeks ago um another friend of ours posted uh, a tweet about how uh Louis CK coming back to comedy was a workplace safety issue mm-hmm. like for female comics and like her life for the next 2 weeks was a living hell uh, yeah, she yeah, wasn't yeah. doxed but there was just like tons of threats like tons of abuse on the internet um, yeah, it was out of
1: control. One of the things that I find really frustrating about this is I was talking to someone who's not a comedian about this, and their response was, "Well, when you put yourself out there, this sort of stuff happens." And I think that that is such a dog shit garbage response because this is not the price of admission for being a female entertainer. Because men, male male comics, do not have to deal with this same shit. It's not. They put themselves out there as much as we do, if not more, and they don't deal with this stuff. So I just forever will hate that response. And I think it's so reductive and dismissive.
0: Um, It's happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. There was like last year I went on this podcast and a dude on the podcast was like saying some really, I don't know, just... Stuff that was so racist, but also so dumb that there wasn't a point in arguing with it. And he was also, like, drunk off his ass and it was, like, 10 in the morning. And I was just like, it is not worth my time to try (laughs) to change this guy's mind. So I was just like, this is not for me. And I left the podcast. And um, then this this, uh, group of dudes um, who had another podcast on that network, like, devoted... A month to six weeks of their podcast to discussing uh, raping me in response to threats that their fans were making. Somebody mm-hmm. said that they wanted to rape me with a railroad spike, and so they had um, someone come on the show dressed up as a railroad spike, a female comic. Yep, um, I remember this. Yeah, and you know very well. I, I mean, like what was happening to me at that time was like nothing compared to what's happening to our friend who has uh, 30,000 or more people after her right now. But um, yeah, but it was really fucked up, you know? And it was like, all I did was I said like, this
1: This isn't isn't for me. This isn't for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's like, that's okay. So
1: this is what is so fucked up about, you know, you could say gender politics writ large in this, in the Western world is that making a joke about a man who beat the shit out of a woman multiple times created so much more of a backlash than that man ever received when he was alive for beating the shit out of a woman. Absolutely. And that's, it's like the same thing. It's like that guy being racist and stupid or whatever that cre- that's that's fine but you saying this isn't for me got you six weeks of rape threats rape threats and death, death threats.
0: threats and like the and you know yeah. i had consequences for my career too like there's at least uh one to two clubs in new york that i can never work at because those two people um are like very tight in there and like you know they're supported by <laughs> You know, women and men alike. Yeah. And the argument that they're using for like why you should be allowed to incite violence against someone is that it's free speech
1: free speech yeah
0: (laughs) which it's like you can't i mean there's a lot of things that you can say but it doesn't mean that you should say them yeah like i mean also we, we still get to have judgment about what we say or not and you know threatening someone is illegal if it gets to that point
1: yeah and you know the the often cited example of things that are not protected by free speech is yelling fire in a crowded theater. A slightly more, um, heightened version of that might be, I'm going to rape you with a railroad spike. Uh, so I don't know why that's free speech, (laughs) but I hate the internet sometimes.
0: Yeah. I mean, like the thing is, is I feel like there is becoming this, Debate in New York comedy podcasting, I guess which we are part of now, and like you know i I think it's a really reductive debate because there's like one side that's like uh, you know free speech is a good thing um you know we should we should all have free speech, and the other side is like we shouldn't threaten to rape women and i'm I, I actually think that both of those things can coexist I really do like I am not somebody. I, I am not someone that really would... I can't see myself going after a comedian for a joke. Um, yeah. I really can't. Like, I could see myself saying, like, this is not for me. And mostly keeping that opinion to myself, you know? I mean, it's like... It's I not- feel that way
1: all the time.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, there is, like, a segment of New York Harmony that, like, thinks it's really funny to use, like, racial slurs and stuff and, like, you know... I think it's, it's getting, a it's getting weirdly out of hand. Some cases it's like, yeah. well, you know, uh, there have been actual white supremacists at shows and stuff and it's like, man, I don't know. I okay. think that you can say like, I think that you can say, uh, I guess it shouldn't be illegal to do this without thinking like, it's a good idea to do yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean there's a lot of things that are not technically illegal that we also don't condone in society. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that should be the barometer. And also nobody's fucking going to jail for the it's just it's such a disproportionate reaction that
0: And I think it's worth noting that a lot of the kind of free speech absolutists of the New York comedy scene, like, you know, when it was a woman that was being targeted for a joke, like, I just... I didn't really hear a peep from that community. Yeah, exactly. I, us- I heard a lot from, like, the community that's, like... Uh, do- the-, the Don't Threaten to Rape Women community <laughs> was very vocal yesterday. <laughs> but it was interesting to me that, like, there just wasn't...
1: Sh- hey, you know, just a real quick shout-out to the Don't Threaten to Rape Women community. We love you yeah. and we see you. <laughs> yeah.
0: We are part of your community. You know, I mean, I think that, like... <laughs> Personally, I'm someone who thinks that, like, cancel culture goes a little bit too far. Sometimes. Absolutely. So like, do my, this is, I. This is something yeah. that
1: you and I have talked about multiple times is, yeah, I absolutely think that, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot, the, the impulse that a lot of people on the internet about, like, two woke people on the internet have, the minute somebody gets a big job going back through their tweets, like, five years to try to catch them saying something so that they can cancel them, that's... There is, like, a weird harassment element to that. Absolutely. I do know. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've never been comfortable with
0: and that. And I think with comedy, like, a lot of the time you say stuff that, you know, pushes the line, which is, like, why it's funny, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, sometimes it goes too far. Sometimes it is offensive. And there are some jokes that I wouldn't really like. I'd be like, yeah, this is just... Uh, this isn't my taste, but like, I don't think in any way that that person deserves to be canceled. Totally. And
1: also I think that it's insane to even hold people accountable for something that they said like 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's different if you're, I guess it's different if you're like a politician. Yeah. We're about to talk about (laughs) Joe Biden. So uh, Hold Joe Biden accountable for everything he's ever said. um, (laughs) um, No, but in terms of like, Okay,
0: but politicians—they're like their rhetoric and, and actions have real consequences for people.
1: And also, they're also fully grown adult. Like, yeah. I mean, everything that we are mad at Joe Biden for, he said when he was in his like fifties. So he, he was just a young boy. um He was a you know a scared young man. But um, I think
0: that, I think with this one, like people are kind of framing it as like you know it's cancel culture. Uh, like that that rape threats and somehow cancel culture are like one in the same yeah and like oh you know you don't like this joke you don't like that this woman's getting rape and death threats for this joke well then you know you c- you have to like every joke and it's like yeah that's, i don't i don't know it just feels like this whole debate is just like so artificial and
1: it's it's just stupid more I mean, than anything it's
0: wrong to threaten to kill people it's wrong to threaten to rape people um we're not breaking any new ground here yeah (laughs) uh it's not great to tell super racist jokes i think but it's also not illegal you know yeah
1: yeah yeah i don't know just like stop that's my plea just stop please um god i don't know go did you did you ever watch Fleabag?
0: Yeah, a little bit. I watched a couple episodes.
1: Yeah. I just want all of those men to go to that, like, angry men retreat. <laughs> I,
0: oh, I didn't get to that episode. I'm really looking forward
1: to it. Oh, yeah. There's an angry men re- retreat where they call, uh, like, a dummy woman. Uh, they, like, just get all, all of their rage out towards her, and then t- they try to, like, learn to treat her nicely. <laughs> like a mannequin woman. <laughs> You're such a bitch, Patricia. (laughs) Yeah, but this was out of
0: control. So Comedy Central took the clip down. Um, I think at the request of this person's
1: management because it was so dangerous for her. Yeah, because her... uh, Yeah, this is a safety issue. I don't think
0: so far anyone from Comedy Central has said anything
1: public about this, right? No, nor has Venmo. Your silence is deafening. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I just, you know... Ultimately, women just want to... Have fun! (laughs) Girls just want to have fun. (laughs) Girls just want to receive the same amount of respect... As Anthony Jesselnik. As Anthony Jesselnik and as a dead rapper who mercilessly beat his pregnant girlfriend can i can i read you
0: anthony Jesselnik's joke yes please um all right so here's anthony jeselnik part of me wants to take out my anger on all the xxx tentacion fans today but i doubt any of them are carrying 50 grand in cash (laughs) i mean I think that's an edgier joke than the Venmo joke.
1: Absolutely,
0: but I that's think that he's deb- not oh getting. I mean, no. I don't think that he's
1: getting death threats in mass right now. No, and also it's just it just shows that like men are given a longer leash to say quote like edgy things than women are. Yeah, and,
0: and that's so much of the debate about like you know should people be allowed to say anything. They want... If it's comedy. Yeah. Like, th- that doesn't extend to women either. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, th- I mean... There's a case to be made. I think a good case for, like, the fact that, like, humor is humor. And that it's important for jokes to be, you know, appreciated as jokes. And that it shouldn't necessarily be, like, assumed that that's the person's, like, sincere opinion or something like that. I see that. I'm a comedian. I make offensive jokes. Like, I'm in that business. So, like, there is... 86 percent of me that is on that side and i think like i would piss off even probably some of my more like i don't know i think that there's progressive friends that i would piss off with that opinion but i also think that like uh you know it's just so much of like the guys that are like yes like free speech no matter what like they just don't have the, they don't have a woman's back when it's like yeah. a woman getting in trouble. And then like and then like comedians like let's say Louis like who, you know, for a what for or a Aziz or whatever, like who were kind of, you know, pariahs for like doing something, you know, sexual assaults or
1: a misconduct. You know,
0: yeah, sexual misconduct in some way, uh harassment. Like they didn't even get this. So
1: just to wrap this up, um I I want to read a few of the responses that Anthony Jeselnik got to his tweet because they are overwhelmingly positive, uh, which is incredible. And someone also tweeted a joke at him, uh, kind of tagging his joke, saying, "Now they're going to check out your special, assuming their ex from six years ago hasn't changed their Netflix password." And then some people were calling him epic, and someone <laughs> said, "Ha ha ha! You are tremendous, Anthony." <laughs> <laughs> which is i mean yeah uh suffice to say that um our our friend did not get this response to her joke but she is tremendous and that should be noted
0: she is yeah she's awesome do you have a, so we're about to bring in our guest um who is a good friend of ours uh and he is the host of the dark tank podcast which is an awesome podcast it's um so fun. our first male guest of all time
1: We're not allies anymore. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Yadoye Travis, welcome. Oh,
2: wow. Hello. It's me, the first man. Yeah. (laughs) First first man.
1: Yeah. What a blessing. Thank you so much.
2: Happy to be inaugurated into the the fray.
1: Before we switch
0: topics, do you have any thoughts on this situation? Um,
2: I I feel like just to start, I think we can get rid of the word tremendous. Just so that (laughs) we can erase it from the dictionary. I don't know that I've ever felt the need to use it. Okay,
1: if we can't say tremendous, what am I supposed to say during sex, okay? I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) Gigantic. Trim- I
2: think for every use of Tremendous. It's a tremendous know. boner.
1: <laughs> yeah. But that sounds like how Trump would talk about it. Yeah. yeah.
2: This is a tremendous erection. Yeah. <laughs> Tremend-
1: so, Udoi, tell us about Dark Tank uh, for the listeners who have never heard it.
2: Okay. Uh, so, Dark Tank is a podcast where I bring a white, usually comedian, uh, to, uh, to pitch a solution to racism. It's a very fun show where uh, <laughs> what could possibly
1: go wrong. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong?
2: It's a it's a fun show where I just get to watch people be wrong for uh, for an hour. Or Has so. there
0: ever been a good solution, and if so, what was it?
2: Um, I see. It's hard. It's hard to say because it's a comedy podcast. They're all stupid. Yeah. Okay. But some are a lot more thorough than others. Okay. James Hamilton is very good at uh, at pitching an uh. Objectively dumb things that are uh, that are foolproof. I <laughs> love James no... so much. He's so funny. He's
1: so funny. I love James. Yeah. James, we love you.
2: Yeah, I don't understand why James isn't staffed somewhere. I it doesn't am, make any sense to me. I
1: love him. He's so good.
2: He's great.
0: Um, what was his solution? Do you remember? Uh,
2: well, he's been on three times, and he pitched, <laughs> he pitched a. Uh, a racial credit score, which is actually a good idea. I yeah, think. I think a good idea that like a racial
0: able- credit score for white people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. The
2: technology exists for it, so I okay. think uh, I think it's viable. Um, a an app where if someone is racist, I believe uh, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I believe the mafia comes to uh, to handle the situation. <laughs> Uh, also a good idea. Also a good idea. Um, because you
1: know who hates racism is Italians. <laughs> Italians. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Notoriously woke Italians. <laughs> Notoriously yeah. woke Viggo Mortensen.
2: Italians. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, his his first one, I don't remember what it is. It 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 involved ghosts, and so I feel like it's maybe not worth going into. Okay. Very good, well, very uh, you know, sound, yeah, <laughs> sound solution.
0: So, okay,
2: not worth diving in.
0: This has been a a big week for for racists. Uh, I feel like it's
2: a I feel like it's been a big uh, history for racists. It's been
1: agreed. It's, it's, it's been a big country. They've for had racists. a
2: they've had a good uh, they've had a good run. Yes, I'd say yes.
0: Yeah. Um. So uh, this week um, in racism, uh, yeah. So um, Ilhan Omar, um, who uh, is uh, a, a member of the squad that we stand on this podcast, uh, we stand the squad. We stand uh-huh. the squad. Uh, I hate
1: the name the squad. I
0: really hate it too. But in some way, I yeah. love some, to stand them.
1: I love to stand them. But there was this Republican congressman who like derisively. Instead, nickname them the Four Horsewomen of the Apocalypse. And I'm like, that's a way cooler name. Honestly, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that's a better name than the squad. Um, should we read the tweets that started it all?
0: Yeah. So, okay. okay. So, here's uh, so interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries who are, whose governments are complete and total catastrophe. And uh, three out of four of these people. We're born in the United States, by the way, so he's not wrong about that. Um, The worst, most corrupt, and inept anywhere in the world, if they even have a functioning government at all, now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, (laughs) how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime infested places from which they came, then come back and show us how?
1: Oh, my. I mean, you (laughs) think that he can't top himself and then he does. Yep. And then he had a... (laughs) I know. I'm so exhausted. And then uh,
0: he had a rally and uh, at the rally, people were chanting about Ilhan Omar, send her back. Um, He... You know, like I watched the video of that, and he looked honestly quite pleased with this. Yeah, I think. Um,
2: I just have to say, I, f- as someone who's been told to go back to where they came from, where I came from is pretty dope. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta is so cool. Like we got the we got little Five Points. We yeah. have uh, the I don't, the trap the trap house. There's a pink trap house trap house museum. Wow, a lot of cool stuff going on down there. Coca Cola factory, you know.
1: So. people people tell me to come if people ever told me to come back where i came from i'm like well boston does have a lot of problems so maybe i should go try to fix it I don't
0: know. yeah so then uh there was like a bunch of media about this um and um there was not uh like a lot of media wouldn't Call the tweet, the tweets racist The Washington Post did But the New York Times called them uh, racially infused uh, Yeah Which sounds like a very weird iced tea from Starbucks <laughs> 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 Just like Is that our acai, you know like Which one do you want <laughs> Yeah
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sparkling top notes of racially infused ginger. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what
2: game they're trying to play. Like, what do they gain by not just saying it's racist? I I'm mean, just so bored at this. I'm point. I'm so
1: bored of it. And I'm and they won't. A lot of them won't even say incorrectly. Like they'll say some of them now have started in the headlines to say like Trump incorrectly states X. But it took them. It's taken them like going on three years now to be able to do that. So, I don't know. Uh, The media, once again, dropping the ball. Can't believe it. Um, Yeah, but basically, they're, so, I mean, talk about death threats and rape threats. These four women get so, especially Ilhan Omar, um, are already on the receiving end of so many threats from just fucking unhinged people. A lot of anime avatars. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of American flag avatars. Uh Uh,
2: (laughs) I don't know how much crossover there is between the two, but
1: yeah, I can't believe that some guys who are really into Japanese culture are racist, but they sure are. Uh Um, Yeah. So Nancy Pelosi called these
0: tweets racist on the floor of the house. And then she was,
1: uh, there was a, immediately there was kind of like a chill that ran through the house because it's well known that due to parliamentary procedure, you're not allowed to quote question the character of a president or I think also another member of Congress. So um, there was a representative from Georgia who, immediately asked would you like to rephrase your question your statement and um pelosi said no and then there was like a two-hour debate about whether or not pelosi's comments should be stricken from the record that rep from georgia immediately said that they should be the house held a vote on whether or not to um strike pelosi's comments from the record and they voted overwhelmingly not to strike them from the record so they are officially on the record Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi is saying that the tweets were racist. I will read the um exactly what she said. I mean,
2: I guess just semantically speaking, that's not questioning his character, yeah, just the tweets come on, you know, uh
1: yeah, it's you know his tweets one could argue are an extension of him, so
2: they are they objectively he are
1: exists I'm just on tw- talking, uh, no no no, you know, absolutely I know, I agree, I agree, um. So basically, this is what Nancy Pelosi said on the floor. Every member of this institution, Democratic and Republican, should join us to condemn the president's racist tweets. Um, That's to me, that's pretty innocuous. Like, I don't the reaction to Nancy Pelosi calling Trump's tweets racist has been disproportionate to the actual racist tweets and the reaction that they have received from the people who are now defending him and saying that we can't call him racist on the House floor. And also, parliamentary procedure a lot of the time is really fucking stupid. (laughs) That should be noted. Uh
0: So, I think it's pretty obvious that Trump is racist. I don't think that anybody who listens to this podcast would think otherwise. But to me... I don't think
1: most people who have cognitive uh, ability would think otherwise, but... Somehow they do.
0: Yeah, I think that what is kind of interesting about this situation is Nancy Pelosi, actually, because she has been, as we talked about last week, so mm-hmm. responsible for the attacks on these women. And the fact that she has been willing to go after them um, has really given Republicans, like, I think more ammunition to go mm-hmm. after them. And I think, um, to me, you know, I think Nancy Pelosi has a vested interest. In defining racism as only what trump is doing mm-hmm. whereas i think that she has also participated in this and the democratic party has as a whole as well
1: yeah i think so i've been thinking about this a lot because we've known for the last week that this was going to be the topic that we wanted to talk about and i think that this is really an instance of of what we talk about when we talk about institutional racism because America is a country of institutional racism and the Democratic Party is an American institution. Yeah. Anymore.
2: I think um just across the board uh, the Democratic Party is a lot more insidious I would say mm-hmm. about it the Repu- I mean it's less it's, o- it's less it's, overt. it's less overt because it has to be and because they know that they count on the black vote and in Absolutely. a lot of ways Count on it in a way that's just, like, so... They count, on, they, count on, they count on it without catering to it at all yes. in, a, in a way where I'm just, like...
1: They expect black people to show up for them, yeah. but they don't because show up. Because it's like, obviously, you're not going to vote for Republicans. Right. These guys are horrible. But yeah. they don't show up, but the Democratic Party has not shown up for black people.
2: Yeah, and they make it hard to argue with people, like... Like Kanye, who I disagree with, but who I also see where he's coming from when he says the Democratic Party does not serve us, Mm -hmm. but they expect our votes, you know? And so, like, I don't know. My mom, growing up, just always told me, just vote across the board Democrat, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think that's not a way to operate. But I also, um, you know, you just kind of get pushed into this corner, where you're just like, this is the best option, and I don't know what else to do.
1: I think that with the the autopsy of the 2016 election, as a party, the Democratic Party, has really had to reckon with the fact that they have expected certain populations, certain demographics to show up for them, but have done nothing in return to like earn those votes. And I think that there has been... I hope that there is like a come to Jesus moment happening in, in the party right now. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I think, I mean, to Pelosi's credit, she knew she's been in, she's been in the house for 30 years. She knew that she's not allowed to call him a racist in any way. And she was like, I don't care. but um, actually,
0: I mean, I think that, you know, I think there's a cynical interpretation of that as well. Like, I think, you know, what happened last week, like the Democratic Party polled a thousand white people to see what they should be doing in terms of policy and strategy. And like there's been a lot of criticism lately of the Democratic Party for like really chasing. out. I mean, from the left for chasing out after these like uh you know, white moderate suburban oh. voters who are like, you know, maybe maybe real, but definitely not like the whole the, yeah. the
1: mythical Obama Trump voter.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: and it's just like I think that the Democratic Party has come under rightful criticism for their decision to like keep pursuing
1: absolutely these and I racist mm-hmm. really no no, no, no. Yeah. I I agree I agree with you yeah. I but I also think that sometimes because. Because we're we're a two party system, like the Democratic Party is so huge. So sometimes when I see, like, I think a, a wing of the Democratic Party that does such a consistently shitty job at everything is the D Triple C. Yeah. Um. So yeah, absolutely. I think that we need to like level the D Triple C. And
2: yeah, yeah. I feel like ultimately, just the the problem I have with the Dem- Democratic Party is that they try. It. It's all just like appearances it's not nothing is actual for me nothing is actual like policy that's being enacted that is going to protect people like Ilhan Omar or people like me or people like the fucking kids at the border like it's insane to me that we're still even de- debating what is racist and what is like there are there are a million black people there's more than a million black people but there are millions of black people who will tell you right now yeah the shit is racist let's move on from here it's like to the point where I, i gonna be honest, don't know a lot of the specifics of what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Only because it's impossible to keep up and still feel like we're not just spinning our wheels Absolutely. in a way where it's like, like every couple, every day, there's a new thing that Trump said where I'm just like, I thought we knew that already. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: I mean look at the fact that we had to spend, that the House had to spend two hours debating whether or not to strike these comments from the record. What a waste of
2: fucking time! And she fucking said them. They're, yeah, they're in the public zeitgeist. <laughs> Who like, cares? What? Who cares about your fucking record when they're on Twitter? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Like, just uh, she said it. Move on. We, it's a fact. You know what? Move we on. we
1: have England to thank for this because um, we inherited all of our parliamentary procedures from them, and they you can't even you can't call another member of parliament a liar over there. So. I think that it's also the same here, but they they try to get around
2: it
0: because yeah. they're all a bunch of fucking liars. Yeah, they're a bunch yeah. of liars.
2: Just fight, <laughs> like honestly, just fight, just duel, and move on. bring
1: back dueling. That's the point of this podcast. Bring back dueling.
2: I think they did bring back dueling, actually. <laughs> did they? I think it's now? Uh, I think it's now like decriminalized. <laughs> <laughs> in, can- in decriminalized dueling
0: Shit. i i don't like when people normally i don't like when people are like oh canada is like so great because not now be- canada is way better but it's also still like it's just maybe 15 years behind in terms of neoliberal housegate
1: but that's pretty cool they also yeah. i mean they gave us jordan peterson yeah so i don't know if <laughs> we can <laughs> say that canada is that advanced
2: uh-huh um on that note I will be in Montreal uh this <laughs> Thursday through Saturday doing my podcast. Um oh, that's at the amazing. Just For Laughs Festival. Uh Hell so if yeah. anybody's trying to fucking fight to the death, yeah. Um Do just hit doye. me up. Hit me up. <laughs> hit me uh, in my DMs on yeah. Instagram. My email address is doye seven four two four at
0: So what Nancy Pelosi is doing right now by throwing women of color under the bus to kind of create this idea that the Democratic Party is a party for white moderate voters um, that's not a new tactic the Democratic Party has been doing this for a long time
1: It is so crazy as a, as someone who grew up in the 90s it was you know I, I grew up in in the era of Bill Clinton who, a lot of uh, misguided people in the 90s called the first black president. <laughs>
2: uh, a lot of black people did that.
1: <laughs> all, all, um, one <laughs> all 1 million of them. All 1 million of them. All 1 million black mm-hmm. people in, yeah. in America. Yep. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know. Bill Clinton was a president who was able to capture a coalition. That we haven't been able to recapture for a long time. Um, but he also just really was sucked. he really sucked. He was kind of he was just like duplistic in his language in a way that is so transparent to us now and should have been back then. Bill Clinton um appointed Jocelyn Elders um, as his surgeon general and she was the first black woman to be surgeon general and basically she was as the surgeon general she has um, you know she had some say in sexual education policy in the U.S. and she advocated that masturbation be talked about in sex ed and needless to say the very few people masturbate. This is not uh-huh. common. So it's this is a pretty edgy topic. I personally mm-hmm. never have um and never will. We well, are uh, from Boston.
2: <laughs> in the 90s, never did it.
1: Oh yeah, honestly Were you alive.
2: Never did it in the 90s.
1: I didn't do it in the 90s either.
2: I was um 90s. I was also eight <laughs> For all of the 90s I was eight The whole time
0: uh, I have babysit kids And they're always Touching their stuff It's really You're
1: like Oh god Okay well
2: I was not... a very mature kid
1: 90s kids will remember to Not masturbating <laughs> Yeah
2: Yeah Want to feel old <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Remember not masturbating. Um, okay. So
1: Jocelyn Elders suggested that masturbation should be taught as part of sex education, and it should be pretty uncontroversial considering it is non-reproductive. Um, it it's will, not
0: going to lead to unplanned pregnancy,
1: which is an obsession uh. of the right allegedly um, uh-huh. when it suits them because they also don't love birth control, um, but. Yeah, needless to say, the Republicans just absolutely lost their fucking minds about this. And a
0: lot Uh of Democrats, too. Yeah, absolutely. I remember my parents losing their mind about this. Really? Yeah, they are like, oh my God, we shouldn't talk about this in public. Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
2: That's so funny to me in retrospect. I'm just like... (laughs) Why was everyone such a little bitch? Yeah. Like, why? Were, <laughs> what is your problem? Just like,
1: yeah, um, yeah, that's actually my new my new <laughs> um history textbook about the Clinton administration. Why were you such a little bitch? Yeah, stop
2: it. Just stop it.
1: Um, yeah, but eventually the backlash was so severe from all sides that Bill Clinton, being a little bitch, asked Jocelyn Elders to resign um which is just absolutely insane i don't know um and and also this is the era of you know we're coming off the heels of anita hill um
0: which is a topic that's come back up because joe biden is running for president boy Uh is he he
1: won't stop even though i keep asking him to
0: So Joe Biden was presiding over the Anita Hill hearing and Anita Hill. Yeah. Probably many of our listeners know this, but she was a woman that was sexually harassed by Clarence Thomas. She was his clerk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, You know, she was uh, testifying before Congress um, about the sexual harassment that she experienced and um, as part of the Clarence Thomas confirmation hearing. And
1: um, she was just absolutely it's it's really difficult for us who didn't like live through those hearings, per se, to overstate how much this woman was fucking dragged through the mud. And, you know, there's like obviously this is like a respectability politics angle, but this is a woman with absolutely pristine credentials, like just so, I mean, obviously sexual harassment is wrong regardless, whatever, but this is a woman of just like kind of unimpeachable character, but yeah. boy, did they find a way to just unearth every thing that they could think of to try to defame her character.
2: Mm. Um, didn't he try to apologize for her like a week ago? Yeah, yeah. He, like he made like
0: a half-ass apology. He's, so he was. Yeah. He said something like, "I wish that there was something I could have done." Which just like, dude, you <sighs> bitch were there you was. You're, you're presiding <laughs> over the hearing. You're the made, ol- You prevented like more witnesses from testifying yeah. that would have supported her story. Arguably, like, the
2: only one that could have done something. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: It's it's just it is like such a, like Democratic Party racism thing to do to be like we need to protect the character of a republican black man by defaming the character of a black woman <laughs> like yeah there is a real leap there in terms of thought process
2: honestly i wish i had more to say about it yeah no no <laughs> but, nope.
0: i mean in a way
2: there's sure.
1: like nothing to say yeah. about yeah.
2: it like it's not, very bad yeah it's, no,
1: it's very, mean very, very it's no sane. but but joe biden I think what bothers me so much about him is he has never meaningfully apologized for it and the time very recently when he sort of did it just seemed like he was exasperated by the whole thing like oh you're really gonna make me apologize for this like yeah motherfucker we Mm -hmm. are (laughs) yeah
2: what's amazing to me is we spent eight years just like not realizing that he didn't do he doesn't do anything He's just kind of a dumb white dude in the highest office a dumb white dude could have without just being president. Which
1: is the reason why he was selected as VP. Yeah. Because very often with vice presidents, you are picking, you're making a calculation to pick what your president lacks in some Uh way, kind of to appeal to a broader coalition. Uh And basically, Joe Biden being kind of like, you know, the anti busing crusader that he is yep. probably made um, a lot of mm, those like sort of racist white people that we were mentioning, the Obama Trump voters, feel a little bit more comfortable voting for Obama. Um, but yeah, there was, I, I, I do remember very clearly that Biden had said so many, like, biden is like a gaffe machine he just says so many stupid things that i remember an article in the boston globe i think called hide and biden or something about how the obama (laughs) campaign made a strategic decision to have him speak as little as possible (laughs) (laughs) they did a good job with that they sure did because we all forgot about what a nightmare (laughs) is
2: there were clues though there was a there was that blog of uh, Joe Biden eating ice cream.
1: Oh, yeah. Familiar? I don't there's remember one, this.
2: There's one picture, if you, go, if you go deep enough, of him eating two ice cream cones as a kid sits next to him and cries. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. That's so fucked up. And I just feel like looking back, we should have known.
0: So I guess if there's a conclusion to be made here, mm-hmm. it's that, I, if, I don't know. For me, it seems pretty apparent that the Democratic Party plans to continue using like kind of less explicit racism as a strategy to -hmm. win over white voters um and at the same time make it look like they're not doing that by calling trump really racist
2: he's really convenient for them i don't know what they would do if he was not in office like
0: i think that's part of the reason that the squad doesn't talk about him a lot like they say things like um You know, that we have children in concentration camps, and like, Mm -hmm. okay, why are there so many people that need to leave their countries of origin and come here? Is it possibly because the US has done so many bad things to those countries that have, like, created a lot of really hard conditions to live in, you know, Mm. because of capitalism.
1: Yeah. This is also, I I have to say though, this is also the calculus that a lot of people talk about when they talk about the reason for not impeaching him is because they want to focus on more quote, substantive things. I think that that's kind of bullshit, but that's, I mean, it's the same argument that they use for that Nancy Pelosi uses for not impeaching him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like, I don't, Maybe I'm being too, maybe I am being too optimistic. I don't know. I, I have to say, because like what gives me hope is the fact that like the, currently the stars of the democratic party are women of color. And so I have to be optimistic, like for the future of the party that I really like, I, I, I really hope that I don't know.
0: I think they are the stars, but I think the establishment is doing everything they can to crush those women.
1: I don't know.
2: Gotta say I'm with Kate on that. What? I think I'm with Kate on that.
1: Okay. All right.
2: I don't know. I feel like at every turn, they're just like... To cr- I,
1: crush them.
0: I, I think to marginalize them and to paint them as like this kind of radical extreme that nobody agrees with them. I mean, like, you know, to just yeah. kind of... To to make them seem like they're some sort of fringe, that they don't yeah. have a lot of support, that it's just like, oh, you know, a glass of... Nancy Pelosi yeah. said a glass of water could have won in AOC's district. Yeah well,
1: yeah, well, that's also true of her district too, but... Yeah, I feel like
2: it is the mission of the Republican Party to demonize them and get them out of office while the Democratic Party just kind of allows it to happen.
1: I mean, I don't know. They have so much energy on their side that if if that is the case and if that's what...
2: I mean, I think you're right. I think they do have a lot of support, but I feel like their support is coming from below them mm. rather than above. Yeah, I from think, um,
0: leftist comedy feminist podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exclusively <laughs> from you guys. <laughs> and, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, I think that's... Uh, I mean, I mean, just to speak to what Nancy Pelosi is doing, it's, it's more using his rhetoric against them to demonize Trump rather than to say... These women deserve our support. Yeah. It's like she's going viral now because she said he's racist, not that they don't need to go back to their country. Yeah. You know? Just not address that even a little yeah. bit. Well,
1: I mean, so. I think it's like yeah. I don't want to be the person on this podcast who defends Nancy Paul. <laughs> yeah. That is not my role here. But I do have a, I, I want to reiterate that I do have a lot of confidence in the in the future of the party if, you know. We continue seeing the candidates and the the members of Congress with the most energy behind them are people like the Squad.
0: So, uh, Yadoye, yeah, where can we find you? Uh,
2: my address is. 1130 <laughs> now. Um, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Professor Doye, Professor D O Y E. Um, I am on a anime YouTube channel, Getting the Robot, and uh, I have a podcast coming out for Crunchyroll at the end of august that you can check out a new podcast a new podcast called anime in america wow um yeah i'm doing too many things that's Um, so cool yeah it's great it's fun
1: well this was was so fun you know it's so funny follow him on every platform check out all his podcasts check out all his podcasts he's the best um and we can't thank you enough for coming on talking to us thanks for having me thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Reply Guys. The show is hosted by Kate Willett and me, Julia Clare. Our producer is Genevieve Garrity. Our theme song was performed by Emily Fremgen, who wrote the song with Kate Willett. Our artwork is by Adrian Lobel. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Kate Willett with two L's and two T's. And I'm at O Julia Tweets, which is O-H Julia Tweets. And Twitter is where you can also find our Reply Guys. They are always with us.
0: Bernie, take us out.
2: As
1: I went walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me.
2: This land is your land. This land-